services, and organizations that benefit you as a citizen of Forsyth County. Welcome to Empowering You, your host, Brian Anthony. Good afternoon. It's noon in the triad. It's still a great day to be alive. This is Empowering You. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, General Manager of WSNC 90.5 FM, Brian Anthony. Empowering You is a show where we highlight local nonprofits in our city, county, and region, of course, and the many services they provide the citizens of Forsyth County and the Triad. We'll also introduce many of our local corporations that have community initiatives designed to benefit you and continue to make our region a great place to live. Not only will we feature nonprofits and corporate community initiatives, we'll also hear from our local entities like the Health Department, the Winston-Salem Forsyth County Schools, and the City of Winston-Salem, all packed into an hour show. We hope that you make it a point to join us every Sunday following money-making conversations at noon. Also, if you miss it, the podcast will be available on our website, as all of our public affairs programming is just by logging on to WSNCRadio.org and clicking Media on our navigation bar. You can also access our website on our free mobile app that you can download in your device's app store. Make sure you tell a friend and pass this information on as well. And our next guest, let's get into the arts. We've been talking about for the last couple of weeks a lot of medical with the cancer uh, uh, services. And last week we had, who do we have in here? Oh, social, uh, senior services. So we've been talking about a lot of medical stuff. I want to get to some fun stuff now, the arts. The arts is what Forsyth County is known for, what Winston-Salem is known for. And my guest today from Piedmont Opera, I met her what, three years ago when I first got here? That sounds about right. Yeah, about three years ago. And and have it, I know she's here because her presence is always around the city. <laughs> uh, Connie Quinn, the Director of Advancement and Community Engagement for Piedmont Opera. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's have a fun conversation about uh, another art form here in the community that we are always trying to make sure stays alive. We're talking about the Piedmont Opera. Absolutely. Best art form around. The only 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 art form you get where you mush them all together. Yeah. You get music, you get theater, you get dance, you get all the fabulous costumes all in one spot. I'll give you that. I was about to go, no, it's not the best art because, you know, jazz, you know, I'm passionate about. No. But the, all the way around, yes, the acting and, and, and everything else that goes into the opera is, is always fun. Let's talk about the mission of the Piedmont Opera. Mission of the Piedmont Opera is to be certain that we keep uh, opera alive and are are maintaining at it, it at its highest artistic standard. Uh, and and I have to say, biasedly, we do a fabulous job at that. We are um, we are very fortunate to have um, a deep bench mm-hmm. to use a sports metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of talent from local universities around, including School of the Arts. Um, you guys here at Winston Salem State mm-hmm. have a great uh, arts program as well. So we, while we bring in principals from all over the country, we we have um, compromario roles on stage that are. Um, inhabited by young folks building their portfolio and some incredible talent is uh, brought to life on our stage. 
You mentioned the talent. Winston-Salem is no no secret, the talent level that is here. And with the universities that are here in this region of the country, it, it supplies you with a lot of options when it comes to putting on theatrical performances, for sure. It's a, it's amazing what you'll see on our stage. We, we don't quite have the right to have as much talent as we do, but we <laughs> sure are fortunate to have it. Yeah, absolutely. Let, let's start off by talking about the outreach, the student access, and your, your mission to get out and make sure that you identify talent in the region and then be able to cultivate that into uh, some of your productions. Let's talk about your outreach. So uh, we are always looking for new talent on the stage, but when it comes to students, we want to be sure that students have access to to this art form at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our maestro and artistic director, James Albritton, um, he is a teacher by nature. Yes, he is. Um, one of the best in the business and one of the best artistic minds out there and talents out there. Um, and so we'll see young folks who come in oftentimes with the first opportunity for a professional role on their portfolio, mm-hmm. and he's able to help them learn and grow through that process. So that's a really important thing that we're able to do with young students or mm-hmm. young performers on our stage. As, just, oh, I'm sorry. No, no as I was going to just from an audience member standpoint, we try to make certain that tickets for all kinds of students mm-hmm. are available. Mm-hmm. Student rush, uh, you can have the best seat in the house for 20 bucks mm-hmm. uh, at, you know, 20, uh, just shortly before the show opens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have student night where uh, Crosby scholars come for free and mm-hmm. are sponsored mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Any other student tickets, $5. Let's talk about your, your attachment to the Crosby Scholars. We love the Crosby Scholars. So, you know, you're what a great program. Again, birthed here in Forsyth County, mm-hmm. prepping young people to, to go on to the next stage in life. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We think it is important that not only are they learning things academically and how do you prepare, prepare for your SAT you know, but mm-hmm. what what are other things that are available out there? What else can we expose you to? A lot of times, this is the only opportunity some of those young people will ever get to see an opera. Uh, I'll reference our maestro again, James Albritton. He tells the story about he went to see his first opera. I want to say it's in the eighth grade. A teacher took him on a field trip, and he was hooked, and here he is today. Not something he would have ever been exposed to otherwise. We talk about, you know, I think I, I'm trying to remember you brought that up and then made me think when was the first time I saw an opera. I was very young, um, and I, I don't even remember how I ended up. I, I, it may have been through a school field trip, I believe it was. But we talk about all the time in the jazz realm how early these iconic artists got started, four years old. Just a parent putting an instrument in their hands and giving them the opportunity to experiment with it. Um, same thing with what you deal with as well. Um, it's good to expose these kids to something other than video games and the TV. It's absolutely true. We, um, I'm going to tell you a Winston-Salem State story and then I'll tell you a Piedmont okay. Opera story. Okay. So uh, a few years ago we had a crew um, of students in from Winston-Salem State for one of our operas. And the energy is different when young people are in the audience. Yes, it is. Um, it yes, is, it is. It's magnificent. And the people performing on stage react differently based on the energy that's in the audience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people be sitting there in the audience all very proper. And this is when you applaud and this is when you don't applaud and this is what you do. Whole whole uh, block of student tickets, Winston-Salem State uh, students, uh, 
young lady on the stage, character on the stage, does uh, something a little underhanded. Mm-hmm. One of the young men in the audience from Winston-Salem State out loud says, no, she did. <laughs> the whole place bursts into laughter. You can see people on the stage beaming uh-huh. from this reaction. Um, that's what we, we love that. We that's love that energy. That's interesting. Yeah, because at the opera, you, you're not supposed to applaud until it's time to applaud. Uh, you're supposed to react when it's time to react. But when you get these kids, these kids, when they see something, it's hard for them to hold back. That's the best, yeah. though. We love yeah, that. We love that. Yeah. So, yay, young people. Yeah. Um, P- Piedmont Opera in 2018 um, took under our umbrella, what was then the Winston-Salem Youth Chorus and is now the Piedmont Youth Chorus, mm-hmm. we recently renamed. Um, so we see that as sort of our education and outreach arm. And these young folks often will perform, depending on what opera we're doing, will perform on stage alongside professional opera uh opera stars mm-hmm. uh, who have, you know, global careers. And then we'll have these young folks here, you know, four, wow. five, six, 10, 12 years old on stage with them. Um, so we are, to your point, growing them at a very young age. And we think that's super important. While you have that mentorship going on with a number of students here in, in our region, what would be some advice you would give them if they, you know, were able to come to an opera, uh, became interested in it? What's the prep work that goes into that while they're in school? So I, I would say that we, if they're interested in that, we get you involved in the chorus. We, you know, our our artistic director for the chorus arm of what we do, Patrick Shell, um, is involved over at Salem College. He's taught at um, local public schools, private schools, um, and he's taught littles all the way up through now college students. And it part of the mission that he is working on for us is not only do we prepare you as an artist, but let's prepare you. How do you go audition if you want to go to college to do this? Or how do you go audition if you want to go to a professional company and try to get a role? Um, There is an education component to what he's doing that hasn't happened previously with the chorus. So we're excited about him bringing that um, along with Lindsay Allen, who is in our office. Um, She's working in that sort of outreach uh, arena as well and she's got a degree from the A.J. Fletcher Opera Institute mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and a heart for young people as well. So these are two great resources we have right there in the office along with Maestro Albritton. Okay, okay. Any any particular curriculum that they can take while they're in elementary school, middle school, or high school if they have aspirations of, of being in theatrics? So, you know, the schools are also different now. They, they work in different sort of pods or you have have, um, like I know Reynolds is an arts magnet school, right, right. so then there are STEAM schools, right. you are STEM schools, you have ones with different focuses. Mm-hmm. So I think it would just depend on what's available at whatever school they happen to be attending. But, but if you don't have those at your school, I would certainly suggest you look for them outside as you're outside of that arena as you're prepping. And we try to make certain that, you know, if, if, if a student comes to us and wants to be involved and they are not financially able to do that, we try very hard to make arrangements to make that happen. We don't want folks to not have the opportunity to be exposed. Yeah, That's absolutely. very important to us. Absolutely. Um, as part of your production, now you may, I think you said you do two, two productions a year. Fall or, and spring. Fall and spring. 
Uh, as part of those productions, I noticed that there is a pre-show discussion that goes on. Yep. Explain to me what that is. So um, one of my favorite things uh, is the pre-show discussion along with Law Lunch. That's another thing that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, this is sort of an education opportunity. Um, I, I call it a little VIP exposure. Okay. You can come to either one of these things that take place in advance of sitting in the production, and you'll get a little sort of insight into what you're going to see on stage. Really? Um, the pre-show talk is more about this this is this is the storyline right this is what to expect from the storyline so when you go in you're not you at least know what you're looking at oftentimes we're in a foreign language most times we're in a foreign language super titles up above but still you have an you have an idea and an overview of the story when you sit down okay. brought to you by somebody uh, on a on a super easy level that you can relate to but who knows a tremendous amount about opera and whatever it is that we're about to see. Okay. La Lunch, same sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, takes place a week in advance. At, as it would suggest, it's a lunchtime offering, right. um, and it is uh, our artistic director along with cast or um, cast or crew or a combination of that from the upcoming production. So you get a little VIP sort of insight into the characters, mm-hmm. to those performing the the roles right, right, right. and then you'll be sitting there this is my favorite thing you'll be sitting there in the show and something will happen and and you're going oh look at me you know you sort of rub yourself on the shoulder pat yourself on the back i knew that ahead of time because i already <laughs> i already learned this right yeah, so yeah, look how yeah. smart i am <laughs> yeah is uh, fortunately and fortunately um people know when they're in that situation and the play is going on please don't blurt that out so <laughs> you'll mess up everybody spoiler alert me. right <laughs> Um, that, that's great. Uh, you also have a, a, a traveling performance. So, yes, we have um, the this is in partnership with School of the Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, it is a uh, we call it the Fletcher Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, we it is a, a production every year or a show every year that's geared particularly to young people. Uh, we go in schools all over um really all over the state okay. uh several in forsyth county but we see stokes guilford we've gone over to raleigh with this tour mm-hmm. um it's absolutely delightful to watch uh it's the bremontown musicians this year um we've done the three little pigs the billy goat scruff mm. um billy goat scruff i haven't heard that billy goat scruff school. is fantastic <laughs> and then you're seeing again these young um opera students mm-hmm. who are honing their talent mm-hmm. but they take this into schools um, and then this is probably the first and sometimes the only exposure young people will get to opera but it's super approachable uh, they make certain that they are able to and available to answer questions to the students afterwards and we'll see in a good year 10,000 plus students with this tour wow. Um, wow. And, in, nice. and in some very underserved areas that's as well nice. so that's it's nice. that's we love that outreach you can just basically when you when when kids haven't been exposed to something like this and they're sitting there in the audience you can see the light turn on in their eyes it's magic you see the magic it's fantastic we had them out at um the downtown arts district gallery hop this this uh just this past one that they did Mm -hmm. people who who are just out walking around stop just mesmerized by it because it's first of all the talent is amazing Mm -hmm. um and then you're seeing a story that is so whimsical and fantastic and you know great Great moral lesson always with these, but um, it's just fun for 
you know, it's geared towards kids, but fun for anybody yeah. to stop and watch. People always, it's amazing here, you know, being a small city. And, of course, we like to go to Charlotte. We like to go to Raleigh for big events. But the culture here, when it comes to entertainment and arts, is, is unparalleled to me. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> it is so it is so rich here. This year you're celebrating which year? Forty five. Anything special you're doing this year in, in terms of celebration? Forty fifth season. Um, the season itself is very traditional. We're excited about it. We open with uh, Verde's La Traviata mm-hmm. and then Donizetti's uh, Don Pasquale in the spring. So uh, super fun for both of those um, traditional opera lovers. Very approachable. Both of those La Traviata is um, if if you're not an opera lover, uh, you will equate tra- Traviata in the pulp cu- in pul- pop culture to Pretty Woman oh, okay. when. When she goes to see the opera in her iconic red dress, she's seeing Traviata. Um, And the storyline for Traviata is actually very similar to the storyline for Pretty Woman. So um, very approachable and easy way to get an introduction to opera starting off our 45th season. Um, We do a gala every year called the Magnolia Ball. And we will be doing our Sapphire Jubilee this year. Um, that's a, I don't think we've announced that anywhere. So that you you get Thank the scoop you on you get the, the scoop, scoop on, on that, that one. Give, um, you might as well give me the dates now that it you've is, done it. It is May the twenty first, uh, <laughs> and so the sa- Sapphire is the forty fifth anniversary celebration. Okay. So we will okay. be doing a all out black tie. Oh, wow. g- uh, get your game on. Come I, I, celebrate with I, us. I, I'll be there. I'll, Lord willing, I'll be there. Um, 45th anniversary. I just turned 45. No, I'm just kidding. Me too. I just turned 45 too. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. That's that's quite a quite a minute, quite a few years of accomplishment of um, being able to do this here in one city. That's great, and to remain open all this time. And what a fantastic home Winston Salem is. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. If you're just tuning in uh, to empowering you, we're talking to Connie Quinn, uh, the director of advancement and community engagement for the Piedmont Opera. Let's talk about what it takes to put on these events, to put on these seasons. Uh, I think, as we talked off the mic, your partnerships are impeccable. They're very, very vital to your survival. Partnerships and relationships in general are crucial to us, as they are to all nonprofits. Yes, you know, yes. um, We love our partnerships. We partner with folks who are um, – more corporate or retail, and we also partner uh, with other local nonprofits. We love, uh, have been partnering for years with Aperture Cinema. Uh, we do, um, again, in trying to make opera accessible, we do a film before every opera that somehow mm. relates to mm. what you're going to see, but makes it an easier, an easier access. So okay. we'll get folks who will come to the film and go, oh, well, maybe I should try the opera, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, this this year or this season, we will be screening Pretty Woman in okay. front of Traviata. Okay. Um, we've been doing that partnership with Aperture, I think, since at least 2010. Okay. So I've been going on a long time yeah. and love that, yeah. love that very much. We'll be out at Bookmarks for the Book Festival uh, this Saturday coming mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Love working with them. We have a book club. They help us promote the book club, get readers, get books, all that sort of thing. Yeah. So we've worked with them for years. We've worked with our friends at River Run. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been out at Sika with some Metropolitan Opera Productions. We work with the Arts Council. The, these things are just really, these relationships are really important to us. But our the our retail and sort of community partners are super important to us too. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Andrews, who owns uh, Andrews Restaurant Group. So think about 
uh, Jeffrey Adams, Young Cardinal, that sort of stuff. He's incredibly good to us, um, as is Raffaldini Vineyards. Um, if you've not been out there, that's absolutely stunning. I <laughs> if I can get a Saturday in the fall or a Saturday in the spring that's free of basketball or football, you might find me out there. You our, might find me out Our uh, board president this year is Barbara Raffaldini, so mm-hmm. we are fortunate to have a great partnership with them. But if you, you need to get on out there, it's stunning I'm gonna out there. I'm going to work on that. I love going to the vineyards. Well, it looks like you've been dropped into Tuscany out there. It's really it's it's that it's, it's like breathtaking. That. Okay, good. I'm going to have to try that. Um, great partnerships, great associations. Um, let me ask you the same question that I've been asking everybody that has over the last two and a half years been dealing with the pandemic, who depend on actual face to face performances. Sometimes uh, a lot of us have had to a lot of. Uh, production companies around the country have had to um, gravitate to some kind of video or virtual presentation. What did you guys do during COVID, which is still going on, by the way? Uh, We just learned to, to, to live with it and to be safe with it so that we can put on these kind of face to face crowd productions. Uh, what did you all suffer through? COVID and because and, everybody did. And, and how did you come out and how did you adjust to be able to continue? So we're a super old art form. So mm-hmm. to learn to adjust and have technology Man. be the only way you can Man. do it um, was no small feat for right. us. Um, I'm super proud of us. We did a great job. So 2020, going into 20, in March of 2020, we were about to open our show, The King and I, I which was sold out. I remember. And had to call it just a couple days ahead of opening, which was very sad for us. We have uh, patrons and donors who are incredibly generous to us. You know, most of those folks did not trade in their ticket, just wanted to see us be around for on the other side of this pandemic. So that was that was super important. But so then we're like, okay, how do we we can't actually be live in front of everybody. How do we stay in front of everybody? Mm -hmm. Our uh, artistic director, Started doing a well, he did a Facebook Live thing one day talking about an upcoming Metropolitan Opera broadcast because okay. so the Met started broadcasting live yeah. all the time. Yeah. This went from one one a day to one a week to every day really? during the pandemic. Really? We were seeing followers tune in from all over, not only North Carolina mm-hmm. but the United States and other countries. Wow. We had folks in Hong Kong wow. tuning in to check wow. this out. Um, so I'm very proud that we stayed in front in that way. And we learned some technology mm-hmm. that we had not learned before. Uh, we were not able to obviously produce in person. Mm-hmm. So we did a season that was entirely um, virtual. virtual. Okay. So the, the first one we did, uh, we, we, figured out, we figured out how to live stream. Mm-hmm. So we did this. We were able to offer it through our ticketing software. Um, huge learning curve for us for everybody uh, for most for the most part it was a double bill based out of the carolinas mm-hmm. composers both composers from the carolinas okay. one ken frizzell winston-salem local okay. so world premiere mm-hmm. of that so in the midst of a pandemic we live streamed a world premiere wow. <laughs> the second opera of that season we did um kind of a parlor opera uh it's cinderella mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and so then we were like okay how do we how do we make this meaningful and mm-hmm. again education so important to us young people so important to us we reached out to board members and sponsors and community members and said hey can 
will you sponsor a school mm-hmm. so that we can offer the live stream of Cinderella to the school? Right. So during the pandemic, we sold tickets to the first opera to 42 states in the United States, tickets to the second opera to 41 schools in Forsyth and surrounding counties. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm, I could not be more proud of anything we've ever done than those two things. Let, let me say this. One of the things it's, it's let me bring let me bring the maker into this. And I will <laughs> say this. It's amazing how God puts things on us. And on the other side of going through, we always elevate. It's always amazing. Elevate. And, and all you got to do is understand what's happening around you. Now, I, I think. The Piedmont Opera definitely benefited based on what you're telling me because now instead of just having regional exposure, you got national we international do. exposure. We do. And that's what technology does. If you if you have something of value, which you do, and locally we enjoy it, but I think it's time now to share that with the rest of the world. But we wouldn't have done this if the pandemic had not forced us into not. it. Absolutely um, not. Absolutely. And, and the student right. thing was so was so well received that we had to cut off the number of schools we could take because we didn't have the bandwidth to do anymore. Well, you know what? That just, and and I love hearing stories like that because that speaks to the passion that people have for the art form, calling arts, phone, ringing off the hook. I want to sponsor a school. I want to sponsor a school. I want to sponsor a school. That's amazing. So, yeah. So, okay, let's transition into your role. (laughs) (laughs) Advancement, the money side, the revenue side in order to support this and community engagement. Now, that's too different things. First of all, the partnerships, you work with the partnerships and locally uh, to figure out ways to do fundraising. Let's talk about that. So I always say they laugh at me in my office because I always say I do not know why anyone answers the phone when they can see on the their phone that it's me calling because I always want something. Uh, Always. Always. Um, And I never cease to be stunned at that. I almost always get what I ask for. That's good. That's good. (laughs) I have to look, rub my hand, please. (laughs) Um, People are so generous. And, and once we get them Mm -hmm. exposed Mm -hmm. to the art form, Mm -hmm. They're hooked for the yeah, most part. Yeah. It's getting them in the door. My my favorite thing is when you are trying to get someone exposed to the opera and they're, they'll tell you they don't like opera. And I'm like, well, have you ever seen an opera? Well, no. Well, okay, then how do you know, know you don't yeah, like yeah, it? Yeah. Um, and then you'll get folks in and and it is such a powerful art form that, that you rarely lose them once you get them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say the same thing about what we do. You know, a lot of people go, well, I don't like J- – I had a – a, a, a guy who does voiceovers for us. He was talking about, you know, w- when I saw this opportunity, I said, I really don't like jazz until I came into the studio and started hearing the music. And he goes, but I had a I had a mindset of the older jazz, like the, the Miles Davis. Now, I grew up in a city where Miles Davis uh, was Miles born. I love Miles Davis. <laughs> but, but, you know, every, it's, 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 uh, it's an acquired taste sometimes. So is opera. Yeah, and so is opera. Absolutely. They're, they're definitely the same. So people just have to be exposed to it. 
uh, to kill or to do away with all those myths, stereotypes, yeah, and stereotypes about what they been told it is and what they think it is. Now we hear all the time, oh, y'all got away from traditional jazz, but now you're playing this elevator music. And I go, elevator music? What? Can you define that for me? Because <laughs> I don't know what that, it would seem to me if a company is playing music in the elevators because it appeals to the masses. That's just me. That's a good thing, you right? Know, so that's a good thing. Um, let's talk about the fundraising that you have to do. I noticed that you have one of my favorite events coming up next week. Uh, next week we're playing golf. Do yes. you, go- you golf? We love to have you out on the course yes. with us. So this will be the 11th year I think we've done the golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'll get folks to come play golf with us who I can't get. On the to, phone. I can't get oh, them no, on the phone. Right, right. I can't get them to, to show up at the opera. But I get them to come play golf. And then they're like, oh, well, Mel, maybe we should try out this opera thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so it, it's an outreach tool in that way. Um, we always have a beautiful time out on the course. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we've been doing it for a few years now. We have sponsors that come back and teams that come back every year. Mm-hmm. And then we attract new people, which is what we want to always be doing. Right, so right. Um, folks out at Bermuda Run are always great to us. They great course, uh, too. They understand the community. They understand community partnerships also. Yes, they do. Yes, so. they do. That's not the only uh, fundraiser you have coming up. you got a number of things that you do on an annual to try and raise funds for. for we do. Investments. So t- ticket sales, This is a, we say this at every production, ticket sales only support 25% of the cost of what we do for a season. Really? So that's a tiny little amount. Small amount. Um, donations and sponsorships are, mm-hmm. are what make up the bulk of it. Uh, so we we do that in lots of ways. Grant writing, mm-hmm. grant funding. Mm-hmm. Um, we're funded f- through a variety of, of organizations. Um, events like the golf tournament, mm-hmm. like the Magnolia Ball that we talked about right. earlier, right. those happen every year. Uh, and then don't you know donors we had an event last night um we this is a new initiative we call it coal an acronym for cultivating opera and arts lovers mm-hmm. um skews young because of the cultivation aspect of it mm-hmm. but we had folks in attendance uh last night who were in their 20s and folks who are in their 60s okay. um and it was a f- just a fabulous event and i'm relatively sure we will sell a ticket to every new person we had at that event that's last great. night that's great uh so those are the kind of things that we have to do year-round mm-hmm. to uh, stay in front of folks mm-hmm. and make sure that we're relevant to the community. We're always looking for partnerships mm-hmm. and ways to, to you know, expand our footprint. If I use, again, my friends at Aperture as a example, if we're doing something together, I not only can reach my audience, but I can reach theirs too. Mm-hmm. They not only reach their audience, but they reach ours mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, so we both win in that way. I, I love it because part of... What we do here, and you and I talked about this uh, before we got on the microphone, uh, your community engagement. How tough is it to get information out about what you do? Because I'm finding and doing empowering you uh, over the last three or four months that people know these organizations by name but are shocked at what services you provide and what you actually do outside of what the name defines you as. It, it's we will still hear. I didn't know Winston Salem had an opera company. We've been here is for that forty-five not crazy, seasons. The craziest thing. 
Um, so we we still get that. So that's a challenge for all of us, mm-hmm. not just us at the oh, Opera, yeah, but yeah, that you yeah, know absolutely. that's a challenge for all of us. Um, we have a brilliant marketing director, Meredith Apinitis. If you've ever seen some of our ad campaigns, they are look insane. I don't have to see the ad campaigns. I get her emails daily. <laughs> <laughs> she's um, very good. She she awareness. is good. Yes. Um, she's she's brilliant, and yet like everybody else, it's mm-hmm. it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she's great, and it's still a challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we we rely on uh, folks like you yes, to you know absolutely. if you when you give us an opportunity to get the message out like that mm-hmm. like this that's a really big deal for it us is, it is and it, and people you know what for all of you um, grassroots nonprofits and all you major nonprofits that haven't been on yet this is a free show. I, I had somebody that asked me, so how much is it going to cost for me to be on the show? Nothing. And you make it so easy. It's, it's very, <laughs> I give you VIP parking. Yep. You don't have to look around the campus to find somewhere to Brian, park. Brian, can you give call, me in? Yeah, call me whenever. <laughs> I mean, we 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, you schedule your time with me to do the show. And we just do it because it's, for, for me, it's a marketing tool for you guys that you don't always get. And it is much appreciated. Yeah, no, not not a problem. Anytime you can come on, anytime you have anything, any updates, any of that. So this station, I keep repeating this every time I bring somebody in here because this subject matter comes up. It's important as a public uh, radio station for me as the general manager to make sure the number one priority is information getting in here and getting out to the listening audience. Well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle everywhere because it's, you know, print, print is not what it used to be no it's not unfortunately Um, and so we struggle with that a little bit we do some billboards we're fortunate to have great relationships with you Mm -hmm. and other Mm -hmm. uh other stations Mm -hmm. but it we are constantly looking for a way to stay in front of folks we we do a few podcasts Mm -hmm. we we're up for whatever (laughs) yeah whatever it takes to, to to build the awareness and and i think um i think people are finding out um all you have to do is just ask it's a simple ask. You know, I say that from a it's fundraising a, standpoint. Yeah. If you don't ask, you don't it's know. always no. And as a, as a community engager um, and, and a person who has to beat the bushes, so to speak, to find funds, um, I do the same thing here. If you don't ask, you don't know. That's correct. Uh, or if you don't ask, you have to assume it's a no. Yeah, and I love when people go, well, I don't think that's for me. Okay, well, let me. that's a rejection. Let me find the ways to show you the benefits of being involved with us, and I'm sure you have to do the same you, thing. Uh, you have, I'm sure you guys get that. When we go out to do a sponsorship, I will say, here's. I've looked at your organization. Here's what I think we could do together that's meaningful. But if you want to change this in some way mm-hmm. or if there's something else that would be more meaningful to you, let's talk about that because you know more about your organization than I do. And together we could come up with something that's fantastic. Absolutely, because you know? we got platforms for days, not only the talk shows. We have digital pieces. We have mobile app pieces. We have event pieces where we can partner with you at an event uh, that you're having to help market it, number one, yep. and then number two, be there to market ourselves. So we are always looking for opportunities to get into the community because the more people see us, the more they – I, four years ago, I was knocked off of my seat at how many people didn't know this radio station existed. It was almost disheartening for me, but I said, mm, well, at least I can't make a big enough a mistake to go backwards. There's nowhere to go. Oh, you got to love a challenge, too. Yeah, you got to love a challenge. (laughs) And I've been in this business for 
I'm not going to mention how over 30 years, over 30 years. And it's always a challenge, whether it's public radio or commercial radio. Um, I find ways to make public radio a little bit more creative to help people like organizations like the Piedmont Opera to take advantage of it in a commercial world where, where the cost is so prohibited, you can't do it. Now, this is wonderful for, for organizations like ours. Thank you very much. So we've been talking to Connie Quinn. Anything that you have coming up that we've missed and we haven't talked about? Um, no, gosh, we've done a really good job. So we opened, <laughs> we opened Traviata in okay. October okay. Um, uh, at the Stevens Center. Mm-hmm. So 21st, 23rd, and 25th Ooh, wait a of minute, October. Back. Don't glass over that. You're going to the Stevens Center in Greensboro. No, the Stevens Center in downtown Winston-Salem. Wait a minute. Not the Tanger the... Center. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, good, good, good. Oh, the Stevens Center. The Stevens Center, right, right down on 4th Street, Street, which is our home venue. Shame on um, and we, I've been in it. It's, be, it's beautiful. Oh, no, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful hall. Um, so we're looking forward to our 45th season okay. and uh, open on October 21st. Shame on me for saying Tanger, getting Tanger mixed up with Steven. I know better. I know better. That's okay. That's a, it's all good. So now I got to come. Yeah, now you have to go. <laughs> That's okay with me. I'll have a great night doing it. Um, we haven't missed anything, I don't think. Um, how do they get in contact with the Piedmont Opera for fundraising and or productions? You can call the office at 336-725-7101 or get us through the website at www.piedmontopera.org. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been to the opera lately, uh, if you've never been to the opera, now's the time to become exposed to it. You don't know what you're missing. We have some great, great talent, as Connie mentioned, here in this region. Come and support them. Come and support them because I think this this community has everything that a New York has. I agree. Uh, a bigger city like Charlotte that we love to run to or Raleigh. We have it right here in our own backyard. We, we should definitely make sure we support that. Connie Quinn, thank you very much. Director of, Commun- uh, Director of Advancement and Community Engagement with the Piedmont Opera. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank today. you, Brian. Thank you.